Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen. It's the biggest Raw of the year. It is the post-WrestleMania Raw. As you guys can hear my voice, I had a great time this weekend at WrestleMania. So before we get into all the other stuff, uh, I'm Jack Farmer. You can find me at Real Jack Media. We got Jimmy Corderas at Jimmy Corderas on social media and at Justin Labar at Justin Labar on social media. Tell us, how was your weekend? Justin, I hear you have a few voices coming into tonight also. Uh, it's better than last night. Uh, last night was brutal. I appreciate everybody sticking with me. I'm a little bit better. I'm, I'm a little better prepared with some gimmicks. So uh, this is I love this Raw. It's the Raw where anything feels possible. Mm-hmm. You can't say that year round. Uh, so I'm happy to be talking with Jimmy once again and, and fresh out of Dallas, Jack Farmer. Yeehaw, cowboy. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, Jimmy, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, how, how were you? Uh, obviously, we just got off of WrestleMania weekend mm-hmm. and now into Raw. Uh, how are you feeling after what has to be for all of us here in, in the wrestling world? A, a very fun and exciting weekend. Uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it very much. I thought it was great. It, it made me wish I was there live, uh, hanging out, maybe having a, a a, little, uh, a Steve Weiser with uh, with you, Jack, and and with Justin could have been there too, and we could have been Triple J having a sharing a, a hopefully not a stunner. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Steve Weisers are dangerous when Stone yeah. Cold's in the building. But exactly. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of it, man, what a that was my first WrestleMania, and what a WrestleMania it was. I was losing my mind that whole show. Uh, just an incredible, incredible experience. I don't know how it came across on TV, but it was it was pretty loud for many parts of the two days. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, especially when that glass broke. Oh yeah, I, I, I thought the roof was coming off AT and T Stadium. Yeah, I mean the 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 sound definitely sustained both nights, Jack. I mean we, mm-hmm. you know, not mm-hmm. enough time yet to digest and you know figure out the power rankings of top ten of thirty eight manias ever. But uh, you picked a great one for your yeah. debut. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think I said on Twitter. I don't know if it was a, a prisoner of the moment thing or because I was there, but this felt like one of my favorite uh, WrestleManias, at least for right now. It just Maybe because it was like my childhood was on showcase half this thing. And maybe it was the surprises. I don't know. But just top to bottom, I felt like everything was hitting the way it was supposed to, whether it be like the comedy stuff was funny. The nostalgia stuff was a great throwback. The good matches were great matches. The entrances were awesome. Uh, it was it was just so incredible throughout the whole thing. Like I said, mm-hmm. I was just a madman throughout the whole show. Wow. What was... um. Like, what was the most surprising thing? Like, like, was the set bigger than you expected? Like, what was the, what, what hit you the most when you walked in? Uh, the, uh, of course the pyro in there always hits you different. You always think you're going to be ready for it, but it, it's so loud and it shakes the building. So well, and you can feel the heat, which was so cool, but it, it wasn't even the set or anything, but I think like a lot of people for me, when, when Vincent Mann started taking that blazer off, <laughs> oh my God, I was the poor people around me. I was like grabbing people's shoulders and shaking off. It's like, he's got no chance. No, it was the best moment. I yeah. was going absolutely ballistic the whole time. Yeah. It's like, it's like I told Justin and Raj yesterday, uh, I, when I saw Vince taking the blazer and then the shirt off, the only thing that came back to my mind was 2005 Royal Rumble. And I was thinking, Oh no, not the quads. Just take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That stunner did look like he took it. I don't know if I'd call it easy, but uh, oh, no, no. 
Uh, it is, uh, I think I saw someone on Twitter make the joke that it's long-term storytelling that Vince McMahon can't take a stunner very well. <laughs> well, it, it was very similar to the first one he took. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it, fell, it fell right over Steve's body. Yeah. It, it was so fun watching him as, as he was, you know, like I said, cause the whole time I was thinking, oh, he's going to hit theory and like walk off or something. And then he gets in the ring and you're like, oh, this is fun. And then they're like, oh, just, I don't know. The whole thing. Cody Rhodes debut. I was, it was one of those things where we all kind of knew for so long, but even when it happened, it had that, wait, it's really happening. This is actually happening right now. It was, yeah, I don't know. I've never been to any other WrestleManias. I can't compare the experiences, but geez Louise, this was a fun, fun week to be a part of. Awesome. And now after you've done, it's probably hard to imagine not being there live. Like, you know, for me, I had a decade's worth of going to in person until the pandemic hit. And like, it's just been a lot of it's just because it's, 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 it's addicting because it's hard to, it's hard to experience it any other way after you've been doing it live. Yeah. Especially because there's so much going on too, because everybody says WrestleMania, I went to WrestleMania, but WrestleMania access and you now you have the NXT, you've got all the other things that are going on. It's, it's a complete weekend destination. Now it's not, it's not just the show itself. Yeah. Oh, it's something we we were saying is everyone calls it the Super Bowl of wrestling, but I don't think it's that. I think it's the Coachella of wrestling. It's this ah. this like multiple day event that doesn't just it's not just itself. It actually brings everyone else together, and obviously the, all the other shows that are there, all the other people that are there, mm-hmm. just an incredible incredible experience. I mean, I, I kind of regret not going to one sooner at this point, but I mean, it, yeah, couldn't have. Uh, well, couldn't next have year, asked, by the way. next year you have no excuse. It's in your backyard, yeah. right? There you it, go. It is in my backyard. I can see the arena from my house. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one as well. So, so Jay and Jay are bunking with Jay. Yes. Oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Hanging out at my place. But yeah. I will say one of the cool things about Dallas is uh, and where it was set up is uh, it was kind of centralized. Like, I, I think that may be different than with L.A. where there's so many places to go with with Dallas. There was kind of like one or two hot spots where everyone was. So you could go and hang out and like see all the people see people there and it was just a cool experience in that regard as well Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah we got some uh folks in the chat i think um here let's let's give a shout out to a few people thank you to everyone who's watching us live Uh, obviously in the chat we got aaron mick we got night one we got joseph boza cc funk one heath showing who i think i've not seen in the chat before thanks for joining us jeff lopez i am air bernie dc uh just scrolling through seeing a few of them uh ethan cruz uh, thank you guys all, Michael, the virus. Thanks for joining us. If you're not joining us live, obviously we'd love to have you uh, hit the like button on the video, subscribe, share all that good stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, WrestleMania is done. It's now time for a new fresh year. And when I think of fresh fellas, you know what I think of? I think of hello fresh with hello fresh. You get a farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep, skip trips to the grocery store and count on hello fresh to make some cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Uh, you get farm fresh seasonal produce and easy to make recipes delivered right to your door every week and uh, hello fresh and fit a wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from including low calorie and carb conscious 
options. Uh, I we, we, we always share this one, and th- this is one of our favorite sponsors because they have so many good options and, of course, mm-hmm. so many great uh, meal options and things to be healthy and quick. I like the fact that it's healthy and quick. That's the big one for me. Uh, but, Justin, you're a fan of it as well. Oh, we lost you, Justin. I think you're, I think you're muted. Something I got turned on to uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I started working with the show, and I love it. It really is. It's like um, mm-hmm. you know, go online, and you can pick whatever menu you want. If you want the healthy, low calorie, if you want seafood, if you want uh, meat and potatoes, if you want vegetarian. I mean, really, the, 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 they can, you can customize it. You literally, they'll kind of tell you, here's the three meals we're going to send you. But you can also sub things in and out. Or if it's, and they always usually deliver on Sunday and Monday, if you're not going to be around, if you're out of town or if you've, you know, if you're kind of stocked up in your meals, you just go on and tell them, hey, skip this week. No charge, no nothing. So, I mean, it's really good. Everything comes packaged really well. Um, and it's high quality. Like, I'm a huge, like, I grew up in the Chesapeake Bay. So, I'm a seafood snob. So, I'm always <laughs> hesitant <laughs> to do seafood from anything that's, you know, not authentic. But I've, I've gotten a few dishes that have had either shrimp or scallops. And the quality of, of, of the shrimp and scallops, you know, obviously they come frozen. You obviously thaw them out when you want to use them. It's awesome. So I can't say enough. If you're somebody who's looking for a quicker way to just meal prep or part of it was like how I was, I also want to like learn to cook a little bit more. Like I can grill, I can do some basics, but I wanted to learn, like follow some steps, follow some measurements and recipes, mm-hmm. get a little, you know, <laughs> make a few more things for my kids that are beyond the, the simple things. And, and it's yeah. kind of boosted my uh, kitchen confidence. Nice. You're right. It's very, it helps you to kind of get more comfortable with certain things that you might not otherwise use. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go to uh, go to HelloFresh.com slash INC16 and use code INC16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That is HelloFresh.com slash INC16 and you get 16 free meals and three free gifts. It's America's number one meal kit. Why wouldn't you give it a try? Um, <clears throat> but we have some some chats here. I think I can click here on the star. Um, Best in the smokers world. Uh, or actually, let's see. We'll get to. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, folks, it happened. Veer finally came all over our TV screens. He made a mess in the ring and didn't bother to clean it up. We're all relieved. Jimmy, take that yeah. one. Uh, I don't know how to take that one. Um, <laughs> you know, it's finally good to see him re-debut for, I guess that's the way we're going to refer to it. But at the same time, uh, you, you, you know, I get I get it. You don't want to start big right off the bat. But at the same time, you're going after Dominic Mysterio, who's in a tag team with his dad right now. I don't know if this is going to f- uh, further two storylines because he's facing Ray next week. So mm-hmm. does he defeat Ray, and is there, is does that cause a potential rift between father and son in that direction? But at the same time, show dominance for Veer. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's, well, it's just a little underwhelming for me. That's all. Cool. Well, we got a few more chats. We'll get to those in a second. We actually have a new way we do chat. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit here. We got a new way we do chats, and I jumped the gun on something there. So uh, uh, we talked about it right before we went on air, and then I, I goofed it, Justin. I'll take the I'll take the heat for that one. But we got a couple more chats. We'll get to those once we get down the line here in a second. Okay. Uh, but, we we kind of we kind of told him a little bit yesterday. Basically, if we don't get to your chat immediately, don't worry. We haven't forgot about. It. We're trying to keep it in line with the show. So there you go. I was told like you can hold off until we get there. And then I did the exact opposite and I just jumped right into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I botched my spot as they say. Uh, Botchamania uh, right here. 
Yes, happening yeah. live. Uh, but we do have um, something I do want to bring up, and I think it's something that's pretty cool. And that is we actually have this new partnership here. It's called uh, Save with WINC. And what we're doing is we're helping to make home ownership easy by partnering with Conrad Thompson, the Conrad Thompson, uh, and First Family Mortgage. If you're ready for your next home, hurry over to SaveWithWINC.com. Now, stop throwing your money away on rent. You can own a home with as with little as no money down. Get into your next house with SaveWithINC.com. Here are more details from Tony Schiavone, of all people. I guess I wasn't a good enough pitch, man. We got to get the, the big guns here for this one. Tony Schiavone, we'll see you guys back here in 30 seconds. Hello, wrestling fans. Tony Schiavone here for my good friends at First Family Mortgage and WrestlingInc.com. Maybe it's time to buy a house. Buying my house was one of the best decisions of my life. And I want to tell you, I want that for you and your family. It's a competitive market right now when it comes to buying a house. I suggest you lean on the advice of an expert. Complete the fast and easy form and a member of Conrad's team will be in touch very soon. Very cool to see that. Of course, mm -hmm. home ownership. I mean, who doesn't want to own a home? So I'm mean, way to do way to way to make a partnership there. And of course, Conrad Thompson, like, I mean, the big one of the mm -hmm. biggest names in this uh, internet wrestling world here. So very cool mm -hmm. partnership to see there. And a special guest appearance from Tony Savani. What else could you ask for in a partnership? Let's get to this show already. Mm -hmm. Let's let's chat all about it. We start the show. The only way we really could, and that is with the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes walking out uh, at Mania. This felt surreal, but for some reason on WWE Raw, it felt right. It felt mm -hmm. like he absolutely belonged there. The 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 main crux of his promo was about how he said the line, "You find your destiny on the path you take to avoid it," and how he wants to win the title for his dad. Jimmy, I want to ask you about this. In a world where it seems like characters are the most important thing, and they are very important, and these kind of things that happen in today's world, what's old is new again? Just a guy mm. saying, I'm here to win the world title. Yeah, I mean, it's simple, and it makes sense. And you get someone like Cody Rhodes, who not only was that promo about him wanting to, you know, come back, win the title for, you know, to honor his father, the late, great Dusty Rhodes, at the same time, you felt the passion in his voice. You, you you saw him crack up. It was genuine. It was, like I said, it was very passionate. And and I think people felt that. I think the audience felt that. I felt that. And that's what you connect with. Like, I, I hate to keep bringing this up. You can do your 450 Hammer Phoenix splashes and get your big pop <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, the emotion, you get emotion from emotion. And, and that's what Dustin reminded us of tonight. Yeah, several things I liked in this. Uh, first, you know, the he's he's immediately telling us what you know why he's back in WWE, what his mission, what his goal is, and I couldn't help but think that the fact that he and they obviously did it in a storyline way, but the fact that he never won the AEW World Title somehow made this make that much more sense and seem that much more important. That he's like, I'm back home, and you know, D Dustin as Gold Dust or any other any other incarnation the natural whether it's in wcw or wwe <clears throat> AEW never has never won a world title and obviously cody has not and so it, it it really feels believable and like i said just the fact that even at the company where he was the evp and part of the creative foundation he never got to win a world title again by, by design mm -hmm. that just 
really drove this home. And I, I thought this couldn't have been done any better. And then I love the interaction with Seth after the fact because a, I like the shine, the, the show of respect, and B, Seth seems like he's starting to gravitate to being a babyface character just by the fans with the music. And of course, his ring style is always a very babyface friendly style when you can do uh, the, the, the you know the fast paced, high energy, high high flying style. So I thought so much out of this was well done, almost to the point. We'll get to it later. I wonder if this should have been how the end of the show. Yes, uh, yeah, that uh, yeah. Uh, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, I want to speaking of the the Seth thing and, and everything else. And Jimmy, maybe I'll take this to you. I thought it was interesting uh, on Twitter. Joel, a friend of the show, had mentioned to me uh, that when you listen to the words of Kingdom, where he's mm-hmm. coming out, uh, the whole song is really about how he left the WWE to build his own kingdom. Yet here mm-hmm. he is coming back to win that title, and how powerful it is, and how simple it is to just take even that little bit of realism and mm-hmm. sprinkle it in and now it seems like something we're all really buying into as opposed to manufacturing something that isn't there no absolutely and because a lot of the fans today who are so internet savvy and they read so much and they know his history over at aew being an evp and having a lot of stroke let's say over there and being able to probably uh, you know take his character where he would like to take it it still, it still feels like he felt like instead of doing it for the new guys, go back to the old guys to, to reestablish what, what I should have done when I was there in the first place. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, to, oh, almost, uh, I don't know about putting it this way, to right a wrong. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, as we, uh, I, I was going to say, I don't get into the whole AEW versus WWE thing. I like them both, but I was watching the, tonight and with Seth Rollins and uh, of course we'll talk about Edge later and Cody. I don't know who's winning this whole war between the two, but the one winning the suit game war is WWE right now. They got a mean suit game in WWE going right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of suits, I want to give a cheap plug shout out. I've been plugging him for many years. My guy, David Allen, wears proper not ties. Uh, wear his suits. He's been doing custom suits now for many of the WWE locker room. Shout out. He did uh, the Undertaker's uh, Hall of Fame suit, which I want to give a huge shout. I mean, David's done John Cena and a lot of other uh, superstars, but the fact that he got to do the, when was when <laughs> we never seen the dead man in a tie uh, on TV. So that's pretty cool. So I want to give a cheap plug to David Allen. Um, and then uh, speaking of, uh, we have Nightmare Knee in the chat with a uh, super chat saying, I never got to tell you this, but Justin, you remind me so much of a cousin that passed away. Your vocal cadence, mannerisms, and wrestling knowledge feels like he's still here. Just a different ethnicity. Uh, wow. That's, um, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm sorry that he's passed away. Passed but away, that's yeah. a huge uh, compliment. So thank you. Thank, yes. Thank you. Yeah, something, something, um, and, and to piggyback on that, I one of the th- cool things at Mania is uh, I got to run into so many Wrestling Inc. Uh, listeners and uh, watchers, and uh, one of the common things I heard said was, uh, "You guys are like listening to my friends and having the conversation about wrestling with my friends," and that's one of the reasons I listen. I always thought I thought that was just such a very cool and powerful that's- thing. So thank you to everyone who watches and listens, and everyone I met. Thank you for saying hello. It was very cool to say hello to all you guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what you aim for, right? I mean, like. Yeah. You, I mean, especially in Jimmy's case, like Jimmy has, you know, such experiences that we that we can never, that we'll never have. But it's like you, you, you want to, I guess, be able to present any knowledge or anything you can that if it if it educates. But at the same time, you know, I guess you don't want to talk down. You just want to make it feel like it's a mm-hmm. all inclusive conversation over a pint. 
Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's good to hear when people say that. That's why I always love to hear when people say or when I ask people to tweet us or comment. Like, how are you listening and enjoying these podcasts? Like, it could just be cleaning the house, cooking dinner, driving to work, whatever day to day task. I think that's so cool to hear that yeah. we can occupy an hour of their time. Exactly, because pro wrestling, sports entertainment doesn't matter how you refer to it. It's supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be enjoyable. And when people enjoy it, and people enjoy hearing, uh, you know us talk here and give our opinions and our critiques or whatever it may be here on uh, wrestling Inc. And, and they're listening. We thank you very much. Uh, so as, as the show rolls on, we get uh, the new women's tag team champions, Naomi and Sasha Banks. They're in a championship contenders match against uh, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. It's post mania season. So we're back to the championship contenders matches, but this time the champions win. They just beat the contenders and uh, of course, we see a little bit of dissension between Ripley and Liv, but we get a promo later that says they get a title shot anyways next week. Uh, Justin feels a little bit like, why do we have the contenders match if they're just going to get a shot anyways? But it does feel a little bit like that means at the very least, we're progressing the story. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm same with you with the contenders match thing. Um, it certainly feels like we're headed to a split. You know, there's been a report out there um, uh, of what might be happening. Uh, and uh, if that's the case, I'm okay with it. So uh, <laughs> Rhea's had a tough time between Nikki A.S.H. And she's she's had a tough run in her girlfriend circle. But um, uh, if, what ha- if, if what's being reported is going to happen, I think it's probably the best thing. Uh, Jimmy, Liv Morgan, on the other hand, is one of the people I feel like the world loves Liv Morgan, but similar to, I guess, what Justin was alluding to with Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan seems like she's struggled to find her footing uh, with something over the past few months. Does a rivalry with Rhea Ripley potentially after this, is that what she needs right now? Is that what she's looking for? It will definitely help, I think, in the right push her in the right direction. Because right now in this tag team with Rhea, it's not helping elevate her at all. And uh, I hate to backtrack a little bit, but to, to agree with you guys and make this a 100% across the board deal, the uh, championships contenders match, you have it against the champions. It makes the non-title matches. I don't know. That just makes no sense to me in the first place. But uh, yeah, I think for Liv Morgan, it's almost like a weird kind of, toned down version of the Becky Lynch thing. Becky Lynch is a heel. People want to cheer her, but you know, they're having a hard time because she is presented as a heel with Liv Morgan. They want to cheer her as well, but there is that something missing. There's something lacking there. And hopefully a good rivalry with someone like a Rhea Ripley. And like Justin said, with the rumors out there, what might be happening with Rhea, this could be the push in the right direction for Liv. Uh, Justin, I want to ask you about the champs. Uh, Naomi and Sasha, they won the titles. They retain the titles. It looks like if everything we're assuming is going to happen next week happens, they who is the, their clear challenger at this point? Who do you think is the next to step up? That's a great question. The, 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 the women's tag division is in such um, a mess, and this is the time where you can restart and clean it up and, and, re, and refresh it, So, uh, which kind of makes the answer so open-ended because they could – you could have a new team. You could pair. I mean, anything. But it, it really is disorganized. You you got me thinking there, Justin, Mister Mister, put the pencil in my hand kind of thing. <laughs> Let's say next week because they're having the championship match next week on Raw. Mm-hmm. What if Rhea and Liv 
coexist long enough to defeat the champions and win the titles, but then Rhea loses it, takes out Liv, throws the championship down, and kind of walks away and takes, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah, if it wasn't for me, we wouldn't have done this. So here, you take this. I want something more. And the the championships are held held in abeyance. Is that the right ter- terminology? Well, hell, it, basically no champions, and then they can have a women's tournament, kind of like they did mm-hmm. on uh, on NXT, and introduce some new teams and so on and so forth, and really build a women's tag team division. Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, some they need to do something to get the tag team division going because it's it's very obviously a it, we have champions and then they defend against one other team until one of those teams breaks up is kind of how it I'm just I'm just thankful that the women's tag titles are just one I'm, I'm so happy they haven't tried to brand them on each show and make us have duplicate tag champions mm-hmm. I mean at this rate I'm thinking they need to combine the NXT ones even to uh to get more uh more of a division there but uh moose in the chat uh hits us with a super chat thank you moose and uh because you sent that over i do think we maybe we should read that uh one you that comment you made a second ago which is seeing mania live is addicting like you said justin this was my eighth wish i ran into you jack would have been cool to meet you how much for the turnbuckle jimmy everyone has a price dibiase laughs oh my goodness the, that one i don't know it, it, it's a steep one because uh that one was obtained at wrestlemania 6 here in toronto so that is a, a huge souvenir for me. And the hat that's hanging off it is actually a WrestleMania six hat. So they kind of go together. It's kind of a package set. Yeah. Moose, if I were to saw you, that would have been fun to see. Like I said, any, if, if I'm at, if we're ever at events and we see each other, come say hello. I love chat with folks. Mm-hmm. Um, also nightmare. And he had mentioned, uh, uh, thank you everyone who was excited to see Cody. I cried uh, when he talked about dusty. Uh, yeah. I mean, Cody's amazing and I can't wait to see what he does next. Cause I, I he's, he's uh he's i i don't want to say the what's the opposite of channel changing like stop changing the channel person must see must see there's the yeah. there's a good okay yeah that sounds uh, good now we'll roll with, we'll yeah. roll with that uh, i like it let's go with it <laughs> <laughs> so this was this next scene was a one that got a little bit of talk and that was kevin owens comes out and he says he underestimated stone cold and he was injured but then Ezekiel walks out and he says that he's not Elias. He's Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel. And Kevin Owens is having none of it. Uh, this was uh, interesting for a lot of reasons. But uh, Justin, uh, let's let's start with you. By the way, uh, Seven Clown says, let's talk about Ezekiel. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's hear it, Justin. I mean, first of all, I'm just happy to see the performer back on TV. Um, you know, I mean, I was, a, I was I've been baffled for a while uh, with the fact that Elias was something that got so over with crowds, both as a babyface of people with the you know walk with Elias, what's WWE stand for, and with the uh, you know cheap heat of the city he's in, and you know getting finishers from John Cena and from Undertaker and Jeff Jarrett. So it just seemed like they had something, and that was a natural extension of the man himself. He, he actually plays guitar and is passionate about his music. So. All that said, I, I still wonder what, what what happened there, but that but I'm glad that they're I'm glad they're not giving up on them. I'm glad it's something new. I'm glad the way this was handled. I like the um, I'm glad Kevin Owens acknowledged and said, Elias, this is you because you know if WWE would have tried to, oh this is just somebody brand new being repackaged, you're asking for the crowd, especially a mania 
uh, attitude, media type crowd. They're, they're going to crap all over it. So the fact that they just kind of leaned into it and kind of made fun of themselves, uh, they being WWE and, and Elias slash Ezekiel, good choice. And then I like how he's handled on social. He's took over the Elias social media and he said, I'll be taking over since Elias is taking a break. I'm his younger brother, Ezekiel. It's so far so good. Just uh, J- Jimmy, I wanted to ask you about how or talk to you about how uh, it's crazy how just doing the hair a little different and shaving the beard. I mean, you can tell it's him, but mm-hmm. he looks a lot different. He actually looked a lot like LA Knight. I thought they look like they could do an LA Knight mm-hmm. brother bit if he wasn't already Elias's brother. <laughs> right. I thought it was an interesting change. And, and like Justin said, it, uh, I was a little bit surprised because of the, the previous incarnation of Elias. It's almost like that old adage. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? And that's, that's kind of how I'm feeling. But at the same time, uh, I think putting him in there with someone like a Kevin Owens and like Justin said, kind of taking jabs at the, uh, at, at themselves in the process with someone who can speak so well, like Kevin Owens mm-hmm. is just tremendous on the mic. Uh, I'm going to at least give it a chance because of that, because if it wasn't for the, if it wasn't for Kevin Owens and it was someone else, I don't know if I would be as interested to see where this progresses to. I agree. I think Kevin, cause Kevin Owens is one of those guys that sort of almost breaks the fourth wall a lot. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> Kind of, I feel like he speaks for the audience a lot when WWE does this stuff. He kind of says what we're all thinking, mm-hmm. uh, and that is a perfect place for this. Uh, I think, and Justin, I want to talk to you about how I think Elias or slash Ezekiel is perfect for this. Even in this promo, as silly as it was, he I was interested as as goofy as the whole thing was. I was kind of like I wanted to see what he said next and how he played it. And I think he is the guy to play this just perfectly. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see what happens <clears throat> next week and the weeks following. And just to give people some insight, this is not necessarily putting a man out there in one of those, let's put him in an uncomfortable situation and see how he reacts. This is actually before he got to WWE and was given the name Elias Sampson in the PC, when he worked and was based here in Pittsburgh, the look you see is similar to the look he had. Um, same kind of ring gear. He had a, He started growing a little bit of the beard and his hair was a little bit longer. Uh, he went by the moniker the heavy metal Jesus, um, but 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 it was but even just the mannerisms the way he spoke tonight was a lot more like his previous life prior to WWE, uh, you know. Then 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 Elias was a total kind of different thing. So uh, what what I'm saying is that maybe they've tapped into something where he wanted to get back to something he had some familiarity with. They'll throw a WWE spin on it. Um, so I, what I'm saying is I'm giving this hope because I don't think this is he's not being thrown in the deep end as it might otherwise appear if you didn't know the performer's history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. this will be very interesting to, to, pan, to pan out. I, I, yeah. I this is as, as silly as it sounds and as usually as dangerous as it is to say in wrestling, I want to see this play out. I want to see what he does next week. So I, I call mm-hmm. it win. And, uh, and also, and also a huge thumbs up to how uh, Kevin Owens ended that segment, giving that 10 count and then kind of just <laughs> you know, leaving. <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought that was yeah. brilliant. Um. And uh, so we, we move on, and Dominic uh, takes on The Miz. Miz gets a fairly simple win here, but of course the story, the story is uh, Veer finally arrives, and he just destroys the Mysterios. Um, in the chat, we have uh, Maya Lee says, Veer came, and he came good. Uh, LOL Braun, I also mentioned Braun is over. What's next for him? Where is Asuka? 
Lacey, Bailey, Rhea, and Finn should join Edge. Raw could use MSK and Imperium. A hmm. uh, whole bunch of stuff there, but uh, we're definitely going to cover Veer here. Uh, Justin, I want to ask you, I thought it was interesting. You have this guy you build up for months and months and months and months, and we're supposed to boo him. It fe- I would have thought you would have brought him back in a more heroic way than as someone we're not supposed to like. Mm-hmm. For a brief minute, you might have thought that when the fact you have the Miz standing tall. So it's like, oh, are they going to have Veer come out and put him opposite the ring against one of your best heels? But yeah, I guess it's kind of wrestling 101. You have this guy that at this point, too, the promos kind of became parodies of themselves. It became such a joke. You know, Veer's coming, Veer's coming. You know, the audience is just going to kind of boo just out of comedy. It's an uphill battle for the guy to fight. But, you know, that's just the position they've put him in. Uh, and plus, again, he, he looks like a heel. He, he, he he looks like a heel, all the manners on the heel. So it's just a heel coming in to, you know, to have some dominance. Um, that We've seen it with many a performer. Sometimes it works out well on Braun Strowman. Sometimes it flops quicker than we can even, you know, recall some of the people that have flopped with. So we'll see. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess, I guess, Jimmy, I guess the mysterious, I guess, especially Ray, mm-hmm. I guess Ray is a good face to put him up against because Ray is the ultimate underdog right right exactly and i get that but uh, you know and, and of course beating up his son to set that up uh you know is, is an interesting way to go i just find yes although i agree that mysterio is a great superstar and underdog to to um, go up against at this point i don't know if that's the right choice for veer at this time i think it should be someone who's established in the singles uh singles universe so to speak as opposed to picking on a tag team and especially a young guy who's just uh you know uh, mm-hmm. still t- is he still a rookie would you still consider him? Ah, i guess he's had uh, experience now so he's, he's been around for a minute yeah. i don't know yeah uh but yeah i, I would have thought he would have come out and had i guess a a lower level rivalry first that he could dominate and then right. go to a a mysterio but mm-hmm. i mean we'll see i mean if I guess we'll see what they really think of him very quickly because if mm-hmm. he if he gets a, a dub over Rey Mysterio, then you know they've got high, high hopes for him. But if he right. comes out and, and takes the L, then it's kind of like, oh, well, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. see how that goes. But uh, hey, he's here Lo- at long last. Veer is here. Yeah, uh, but I was more surprised of, of anything. I was actually more surprised in how quick Miz won the match and how relatively easily he won the match. Which again did Dominic no favors. I was also surprised that there was no payoff for what happened with uh, Logan Paul at WrestleMania. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't hear a commentary at WrestleMania, so I don't know if they explained it uh, a little differently. But I expected a little bit more of a, um, a I guess, story there. Uh, yeah, Corey Graves put over. He justified Miz saying, "Oh, you know, Miz was, you know, he recognized Logan Paul was just mm-hmm. trying to." use him to get into mania yeah. and Miz the bigger star so i mean they acknowledge it but yeah i'd imagine the paul stuff will come around eventually yeah, yeah. you know whether it's a, another premium live event or a you know, saudi show or something do you think people will cheer for logan paul over the Miz? Hmm. I, you know he, he had a hell of a performance at mania so I think, I think i think he has some maybe some good grace now in the audience's minds yeah, yeah, he he actually really really surprised me. Outside of that part where he was in the wrong corner for the tag, I don't know that showed that on TV, but he was in the wrong corner for the tag for. Well, so, ja- so so Jack, you being there live, I don't know if you you definitely didn't hear this, but I don't know if you would have read it. Did you catch what Logan Paul had on around his neck going to the ring? He apparently had a five point two million dollar 
valued Pokemon card. And it was yes. out. I mean, like just to, just to flaunt the money, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a great! I did not know that. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. I Logan Paul. There's a lot of celebrities getting involved in wrestling that are incredibly good at wrestling right now, whether it be because Logan Paul did great. And of course, you know, Pat McAfee Yeah. in in another world, that guy would have been a very successful pro wrestler. Mm -hmm. Things worked out for him just fine. But oh, yeah, that was you know, what's wild with Pat McAfee is that like if you if you were somebody who was like going over to your buddy's house and you watch Mania night two, and that's like the first wrestling you've watched in years, (laughs) you would watch that show and you think, man, Pat McAfee is the biggest star they got. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah in the in the arena too like we were going nuts for him mm-hmm. i was going nuts for him i, wow. I was That's going nice. nuts for everybody though yeah. I'm, a, I'm totally obnoxious at a live event yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh well next we get bianca belair she comes out and uh she says uh basically i thought the line of this was um she tells us how we uh she can lose everything in a blink of an eye and how uh, she realized that and she said that we the fans deserve better. So she became better. Um, that black eye looks gnarly. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see when that happened in the match, by the way, but uh, just rough there. Jimmy, who do you think is next for Bianca Belair? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, it almost feels like uh, when she returns, I think Bailey might be the next one in line. I don't know how long it is before she returns, but it almost feels like she... Yeah, you know, Bianca would benefit from having a nice little rivalry with Bailey. I think that would help her out immensely, not only uh, from a presentation standpoint, but also to help gain her confidence because Bailey is is that good. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that call, but I'll also, um, you know, I mean, I think we acknowledge it. So, <clears throat> if you don't want a potential spoiler report, <laughs> go ahead and hit me real quick or fast forward. Okay. Uh, yeah, there was a report out there from Fightful that you know Rhea Ripley is going to be next to join alongside Edge, okay. Damian Priest, oh. and, and that looks like that's happening. It, by the way, that we're teasing a Rhea split. I would. I think what what a way to make an impact for Rhea that her alignment with Edge and Priest is making a big deal, and it makes a big deal for whatever that faction or trio will be called. I would mind Rhea going after uh, Bianca. They would have a great, great match. Uh, I'd love to see that go mm-hmm. down. Um, so, um, and then uh, I think we saw, uh, in the chat, um, uh, yeah, Jim Kennedy in the chat said pretty anticlimactic post mania raw mm-hmm. Cody's promo was highlight of the night. Was it just me or the crowd didn't seem behind Bianca tonight? Um, I thought they seemed like they were, I know in person they were, we were, when I was there for mania, they were all about Bianca. Like they really liked Bianca Belair at mania. Um, mm-hmm. The crowd seemed like they were as into Bianca to me, but I don't know. Did you guys notice anything different with her? Not, not so much. I mean, there were times tonight where they were a little bit, uh, uh, I don't want to say subdued, but they were a little quieter than they were for the rest of the weekend. And it, it's understandable. I mean, you've mm-hmm. been sitting through an entire weekend of some good stuff and, and been on your feet and cheering for a lot of it. There are going to be moments where on Monday night, you're just going to kind of, Take it easy, as we say up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Jimmy totally. It's uh, there were points at Raw tonight where yeah, it just kind of felt like the crowd might have been just a little worn out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this the, in this just in that arena, they had already mm-hmm. saw a hall, a SmackDown, a Hall of Fame, 
an NXT and then out Raw if they attend all of them. And then, and then, oh, by the way, the, the two nights of Mania. So yeah. also, I don't know, and Jack, you'd actually be able to speak to this, but it's also your first Mania, so you don't have anything to compare it to. But mm-hmm. I I get the sense maybe that there might have not been as many international travelers as maybe in some years past. Again, we seem to be in a better place in the world as it pertains to COVID, but Mania is normally something you still make plans for four, six, eight months out of the, you know, ahead of time. And mm-hmm. the world was different at that point. So I also, and, and the international crowd tends to be ones who, because they don't get WWE as, as regularly, their stamina tends to be a little yeah. more up, mm-hmm. as we shall say. They 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 have beach balls out. They have more chance. They have more whatever. So if there wasn't as much of that going on, uh, then I can also, again, by Monday, you're just kind of mm-hmm. getting a little burnout if it's been some of the same people that have been watching shows all week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't compare it to any other manias. Uh, there were a few uh, international travelers, but it wasn't like all over the place. You know right. what I mean? It wasn't like sometimes you go to like Disneyland and you see people from different countries all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. um, did talk to a couple of Scottish dudes there that were really nice. Uh, very cool. Uh, but um, uh, but yeah, I could, I, yeah, you know, because if I was there, I, I, I almost decided to stay for Raw. But like if I was there, there's like, listen to me, there's no way I'm going nuts throughout the whole show. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I could see that being, a, a that, that playing a part of in, into it, but, uh, mm-hmm. King rail in the chat says the way Dom was dominated tonight, this kid needs to go to NXT, go change the gimmick, become a champion, then come back, raise a jobber. Now this sucks. Uh, King rail continues to say also mm-hmm. love you guys. And thank you. Oh, thank you. King rail. Um, thank you. And I, he might not be far off. And I, I, I right. and by the way that the, by the, by the way, Dominic was booked both at mania and then tonight, mm-hmm. I think it's a very real possibility they might hit a little bit of a reset and say, you know, yeah, he needs to get some more reps and let's just let's give it to him. We're not giving up on him, but let's give him some reps uh, down in Orlando. Yeah, so, some some seasoning, as they say. And uh, um, I don't know if I would agree with Ray as a, being a jobber right now. Ray is Ray is a legend in his business. He's a, but uh, you know, he's what he's doing now is uh, he's in that. I guess in that. Um, at elevating other talent mm-hmm. is is what he is absolutely good at right now, and that's what they need right now is to elevate new talent. And Ray is one of the best guys at doing it. And uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd call him a jobber because it's yeah. definitely something where even if he's taken more losses than he used to. To your point, it's it's for a value. It's not mm-hmm. for a. Uh, it's not just that we got nothing for you. It's because there's a reason behind it. But I think Ray would benefit from stepping away from Dominic would step benefit from stepping away from Ray for a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, just to sort of stand on his own two feet. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, speaking of NXT though, uh, we got Dolph Ziggler defending the NXT championship against Braun Breaker. I thought it was interesting. They had a rematch just a few days later for the mm-hmm. title. And that this time it changed hands. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy, seeing this match, mm-hmm. uh, if you never watched NXT, would it sell you on watching NXT and would it sell you on Braun Breaker if you'd never seen either before? Uh, I think it would at least get me interested in checking it out because um, I was surprised that he didn't regain the championship on uh, on uh, NXT Saturday. And that kind of like, I, you know, made you go, hmm. And then I saw that the rematch was happening tonight on Raw, and I said, what a great move. You have the rematch on Raw in front of a bigger audience. Uh, what are you going to say? Three, four times as many people watching mm-hmm. that would watch NXT on its Tuesday night instead of having the rematch on Tuesday night. And now now you get people saying, because you know it's 
the biggest one of the biggest Raws of the year is the is the night after WrestleMania, and we'll see. I guess we'll find out how many people tuned in. But there you go. Now you got people going. Oh, he, you know, the NXT champion. He, this guy looks like he down the road he could be, you know, something. Let me check out NXT and see what it's all about tomorrow night. Yeah, and and Justin, I'd love to get your uh, your thoughts on that, and I also want to get your thoughts on. Uh, do you think that that kind of undermines stand and deliver when you repeat the main event and have a different result? It, it does, but let's be honest here. Uh, and no disrespect to the guys and girls that were on stand and deliver. What I saw of it, well, you know, was entertaining stuff. You know, it was it was it was Saturday brunch. Mm-hmm. You know, the the schedule's so packed. You got two nights of Mania. You got the Hall of Fame uh, being crunched in after SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It's just a packed weekend. But um, I'm sorry, perception is reality. <laughs> we've heard that right mm-hmm. and um you know having a show at noon eight hours before mania you know matt and you know it, it just it doesn't give off a big time feel so it undermines the nxt show i agree to an extent with what jimmy said it, 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 it better do the rematch on raw than on tuesday nxt but i'm also now i'm like confused it's like well if i'm a person on raw who just saw this guy braun breaker and if I do like what I'm seeing, well, yeah, they want you to tune over and watch Tuesday, but it's like, no, I want to watch them on my Monday show. Is he pulling double duty now? Is mm-hmm. he back to being NXT only? I almost, you know, if if him losing to Dolph was just on Saturday was, again, the reason to say, okay, now we want to have him on Mondays regularly. If you wanted to make an impact, and if you wanted to be based around a strap, mm-hmm. let him go challenge for the IC title. Lord knows those titles are, are you know, it's, it's not like they have a, a long commitment. They don't have a hard, firm commitment mm-hmm. to the people holding those. So I'm a little, I guess I'll let it play out, but I'm a little confused about what I'm supposed to classify Braun Breaker. Is he pulling double duty? Is he a raw caliber superstar now? Or or, or do I still have to watch the second tier show? Mm-hmm. I, that, I don't know. That No, that makes a lot of sense what you just said, Justin. What they needed to do was justify the fact that this is post-WrestleMania Raw and it is a special attraction for this Raw only or something like that. Maybe that... Maybe that would have helped make a difference. I don't know. Yeah, I'll say this though about Braun. He um, just watched him in there with a guy like Ziggler, who's such a vet, mm-hmm. such a pro. Mm-hmm. It seems like uh, Jimmy. If you if you got this, it seems like Braun listens well. It seems yeah. like. Yeah, you could. Um, I kind of got some glimpses in that match. That uh, yeah, uh, Dolph was calling the match. Yeah, you know, as he should have been. As he yeah. should have been, of course. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, you, you knew that uh, he. It, you're right. He, Braun was taking direction really well. Yeah, I mean, Braun's going to be a star. I don't know, maybe they're just conditioning us to think of him as a winner um, when he does make the jump, uh, as opposed to, I think, maybe trying to undo maybe some of the mistakes with, like, the carrying crosses who were unknown when he came up, uh, you know, quote-unquote, you know, mm-hmm. uh, main roster, quote-unquote, unknown. And, and you might be right about that. They might be, to, to, to steal the Tony Khan all, you know, term, with just an un, under their own umbrella, they might be trying to make a for, forbidden, but it just a revolving mm-hmm. door of, okay, NXT is no longer such a separate thing. Mm-hmm. We, we let's let's make this a little bit of a two way street, you know. Thus having a former world heavyweight champion on SmackDown and Dolph Ziggler being your NXT world champion. So maybe this is a way of it's not so taboo to see guys and girls on both shows in the same week. Maybe that's what they're going for. And and, and to your point, Jack, that would help eliminate any. Well, we have to totally repackage this guy like they did with Cross back in July, and it just went, you know, mm-hmm. to hell in a handbasket before we got released. Right. right. 
Um, in the chat, I do want to give a quick shout out to Jonathan Clayton says, uh, uh, live crowd is booing Bianca. We cheered for Becky and Bianca. Um, Jack, it was nice to meet you at the Superstore. Yes, Jonathan, it was great meeting you as well. I forgot to get a picture with you, though. I felt mm -hmm. terrible. It was right before I, I, I had the privilege of getting to interview Kevin Owens. Uh, and I was, I'll be honest, I was like mm -hmm. thinking about that right before right. we went on. Uh, but Kevin Owens threw my cowboy hat. I wore a cowboy hat to the interview and he threw it into the crowd. But <laughs> he doesn't like Texans for real. Um, but uh, the um what are you doing yeah. what are you doing messing up that hair with a cowboy hat oh the, this, yeah, has really? enough, this has enough product in it it's not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh but yeah john it was great meeting you uh i'm bummed we didn't get a picture but uh thanks for for saying hello while we were there mm. um and then uh, uh let's see here go through a few things um, and then Jared Wilson asks, uh, check out Grayson's Grayson Waller's tweet about Braun. Oh, well, I, I don't, I did not see the tweet. I didn't either. Um, but uh, I'll see if I can pull that up while we sort of move along to mm -hmm. the next big chunk of the, uh, the show. And that was Bobby Lashley coming out to mm -hmm. be excited about beating Omos and MVP betrays Bobby Lashley mm -hmm. because Lashley didn't need him. And it was kind of messed up. He didn't let MVP have a WrestleMania moment when I was thinking about it. Uh, Jimmy, I think this was a perfect segment in the sense that I feel like the crowd has wanted to cheer for Bobby Lashley for a long time. And now it feels mm -hmm. like they're officially allowed to. And MVP and Omos, I mean, works. I don't even have to explain it. We get it. It works perfectly. No, absolutely. And we talked about this uh, last night that Omos has got the tools. He still needs a little bit of refining, so to speak, and pairing him with someone like an MVP who can talk so mm -hmm. well and be the mouthpiece and let Omos do what he does best and kick ass, for lack of a better term. And Bobby, like you said, people like Bobby. He's such a likable guy. He just you, you look at him and you want to just be buddies with him. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think this works out well for everyone involved. And I don't know what the situation was because I heard those rumors before about Bobby's shoulder being uh, an issue and maybe needing needing to be taken care of. And maybe this is a way to get to that because uh, without doing more damage, so to speak. Yeah, this was a, uh, a fantasy booking team effort. <laughs> I said that Omos mm -hmm. needs a mouthpiece. Jimmy said, give him MVP and here we go. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it's what we need. Um, this will be, uh, you know, we saw Omos, you know, in the bodyguard heater role with AJ. You know, now he's a quote-unquote single star, but he's got a mouthpiece and MVP in his corner. So let's see how this run goes. Um, again, he's physical. I mean, yeah. for, to make Bobby Lashley look as diminutive as Omos does, that doesn't grow on trees. So, but they got to they got to get him. He's got to be feeling what he's doing. Otherwise, MVP can talk about him all damn day. And roll up the crowd, mm -hmm. but they got to get this big guy understanding who he is, what he is, because there's still too much of a okay. I'm being told to uh, uh, oh, it's place hit L one. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, we got we it's got to get right. a more natural feeling, mm -hmm. right? Um, but yeah, to your point, I mean, he made Bobby Lashley look like a little kid in that ring. It was, yeah. I I was is crazy because Bobby Lashley is a very big fella. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, in in the chat, we got Hojo to go. Belinsky saying, uh, kind of circling back to the Ray Mysterio stuff, says Ray seems to be in that gatekeeper role, legitimizing other stars. Example: Mike Sharp lost compared to Frank Williams' loss. Who gives the winner cred? 
Um, no, he's on a different level. He's no yeah. Mike Sharp and Frank Williams, with all due respect to them, because Mike Sharp was a friend. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. No, Rey Mysterio is completely on a different plane than those guys. And that's why a win over Rey Mysterio means so much more than beating someone like a Mike Sharp or Frankie Williams. Yeah, beating Rey Mysterio is a resume, like mm-hmm. line item. Like if pro wrestlers had regular, like real life resumes, you know, that you would like brag about, that would be like on the, your resume. I once beat Rey Mysterio. Hey, I, and he's a, he, he, sorry to interrupt you, but he is yeah. such a tough guy because he he did crack my sternum one time. He fractured my sternum. Rey Mysterio <laughs> did. Rey Mysterio, yeah. That jerk. How well, could, why, why would he do that? Yeah, well, it wasn't his fault, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a long story. <laughs> uh, Jimmy doesn't hold a grudge. <laughs> no, not a, no, I don't. Actually, it wasn't his fault. It was actually JBL's fault. But uh, again, long story. One day we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll get into it. Why do I, when you say it's JBL's fault, I go, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, the... Uh, uh, J- so, Jimmy, Jimmy's go-to would have been it was Chimmel's fault. Chimmel's fault. <laughs> no, I blame Chimmel for everything else. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, blame, so, blame him for the flyers. We blame him for <laughs> blame him for the ring. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of blaming, we got a lot of blame going on with mm-hmm. the former women's tag team champions, Carmella and Zelina come out. Uh, Zelina mm-hmm. and Carmella finally come to blows, but Carmella and Corey start sucking face. And uh, Brett Murphy in the chat says. Damn, that was a crazy makeout scene with Carmella and Graves. Labar, cue the Veer-looking picture. <laughs> uh, wow. This seems pretty straightforward. Again, the curse of the women's tag team titles continues as these two are breaking up. Uh, but, Justin, who am I cheering for between these two? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Um yeah. I just I try not to take I try not to think too much on this one. I try not to take this one too seriously. I just kind of looked at it as let me just laugh. The the, the Carmella Corey make out things ridiculous. They're they're getting married uh, uh, to my to this week I think. Um, so I I don't overthink this one. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the unfortunate thing is, uh, you know, the, the, obviously the breakup between Carmela and Zelina is the main story here. And then all of a sudden, and the, everybody remembers the, uh, uh, the kiss, stra- the stranded at the drive-in kind of thing. I don't know what, <laughs> what, what was going on there, but, uh, my goodness, it, uh, it, it took a lot of attention away from the, the rivalry that was happening. All I could think for a minute is here. You have, uh, you know, Zelina now talking, crap on Carmella and because uh-huh. Lena kind of maybe hinting at a little oh but your man looking good you know mm-hmm. Carmella goes and jumps in her man's arms I'm like oh well if only Zelina had a man oh she used to have a man that was there in the company she doesn't have him in there anymore <laughs> right so much for that one yeah it's it's funny I actually thought that initially too and then I was like oh yeah well you can't do that no. well she had two guys she had a uh, she had a storyline character guy and Andrade and she had a real life husband and <laughs> uh and, and Malachi Black so right so yeah. neither of those work anymore but uh-huh. um but hey, she has a past with Los Lotharios. Maybe she could just re rehash one of those. But whatever, mm. we'll see. Like you said, I'm not taking it too serious as of yeah. as of as of yet. Um, but we got another interesting six man tag: uh, Austin Theory and the Usos versus RK Bro and Finn Balor. The Usos are giving Austin Theory a hard time before firing mm. him up, uh, and it works because they come out on top. Jimmy. Austin Theory kind of got an endorsement from the bloodline here. Mm-hmm. Yet another big name, big group endorsing mm-hmm. Austin Theory between them and Vince and a lot of other people. 
I mean, they are mm-hmm. really like, – WWE gets a hard time about not, quote-unquote, building new stars, but, mm-hmm. I mean, they're throwing everything at this guy. Yeah, the, obviously someone sees something in this guy, and I could see something in this guy as well. Again, it all depends on what happens next, and having him defeat Finn Balor in this type of match – obviously sets up a rivalry with them too for the championship uh, somewhere down the line, which makes a lot of sense. But the other thing I took away from this match was uh, when I see RK bro together and Riddle seems to be the guy who gets, uh, who, who's, who's always selling when he gets that hot tag to Randy, is there anybody better right now that, that, that comes out uh, getting that hot tag and, and that offense and getting the crowd pumped up? Uh, I, he's just incredible. You can tell that he's enjoying himself again. He's having fun. I've seen RK bro twice live now, once in LA and once in Dallas and both crowds were going nuts for the hot tag, like waiting, Mm -hmm. like chanting for Randy before the hot tag. Um, and that's in a, and this weekend it was in a match filled with all other people who are incredibly beloved by the crowd, you Mm -hmm. know, alpha Academy and street profits this week this week plus matt riddle everyone was chanting randy randy Mm. randy uh justin we just we just united the world titles could this be a tease that maybe the tag team titles are next Mm, i don't know about that i i I just i I don't know about that i I, all i can think about is um well first of all this actual match was an incredible finish really fun sequence Mm -hmm. glad also theory got the pin um Randy and Riddle are so good together. They're having so much fun, but it's actually getting to a point where Randy, who's just getting better with age, and he's been very open about this on social and in interviews, he's having more fun than ever. He's he's matured. He's embracing life. He's embracing his role. He's just taking it for what it is. And uh, as much as I love seeing him in this tag team with Riddle, it's like, all right, mm-hmm. not that I want to see a barbershop window moment, even if it's an amicable split or just, hey, we'll, I'll still – watch your back every now and again, but let's go do our own singles agendas. This, I just want to see Randy back in a, in a, in a top title picture because he, he just gets better with age. He is fine wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking at how the crowd loves him. I keep thinking he needs another title, a world title win. Like he's, he is as there as you could ever be. The only thing stopping mm-hmm. him is the fact that it's Roman reigns right now, mm-hmm. I think, but I mean, if if Randy challenged, I'd believe 100% he could be the guy to do it because the crowd right. is just into, into him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, someone the crowd is not as into is uh, is Edge. So he comes cool. out and uh, he says Damien tried too long to fight his inner dark side, which I thought was fantastic callback to the stuff mm-hmm. he's been doing for a while and says he'll be the punishment of the guilty, which is I thought was a fun callback to his old name before mm-hmm. he joined uh, WWE. Uh, mm-hmm. I love how he said Priest was talking to AJ, but it sounded like he was talking to him. Uh, lots of crowd interaction before AJ gets beat down for his efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy, this feels like the start of something very big in WWE. Yeah, it's, it, it feels like something that's been lacking for a long time because if we think back to the Attitude Era and, and, uh, and after that, uh, the Ruthless Aggression Era, there was always a dominant faction that was highlighted big time and that was over and got over with the audience because people got invested with them. And this looks like it's heading in that direction. Obviously we've heard rumors about, uh, you know, Justin brought it up earlier. I won't mention the name again because I don't want people to, uh, to, to put us on mute for uh, another few seconds, but there are rumors out there of others joining this stable and the names that I'm hearing. I think this could be another dominant 
group and one I'm actually looking forward to. And you talk about people reinventing themselves, Edge reinventing himself into this carnation. I know people have said it's almost like a cross between Taker and uh, Malachi Black and, and some others or whoever it may be. It doesn't matter. It's working for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the two things I took away, I mean, in addition to what was already mentioned, the callback to the punishment, and mm-hmm. um, I love that Edge introduced Priest. I actually feared that Edge would come out and we would just have Priest flanking him in the shadows. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that Edge made a point to give an entire entrance and introduction to Priest. That made Priest, especially because, you know, it would be one thing. Again, it would have been one thing if, like, it's like a, somebody new who just came from NXT who you have is like, again, the heavy, the bodyguard. But Priest has been an established guy. He's been around for over a year. He had a he had a, a marquee mania match last year with you know in the tag match of Bad Bunny. So yep. he deserves to get some acknowledgement of why he's now uh, with Edge. I like that, and I also like how both men, uh, you know, the, the, that 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 mania we crowd did get a little hostile to them. Tried to not not take over, but tried to you know throw some some shade back at him. And, and both Edge and Priest, quick on their feet, threw it right back at him. It, it was just a great. Uh, it felt real. felt good. It was a great uh, first night together. Uh, they looked the part. They, they both have just this. They, they, they just looked the part. So this this was a huge success. One of the things, uh, to your point, to uh, Justin, again, in, in talking about Austin Theory, again, WWE gets all this flack for not, quote, unquote, building more stars. Yet here you have Damian Priest, like you said, working with Bad Bunny, then one of the longer U.S. title reigns, now working with Edge, and when I saw them standing together, I think what was really cool about Damian Priest is he did not look like a quote-unquote undercard guy with a main event guy. He looked like he was just as dominating and scary and cool and everything else as Edge. He like belonged with him, which I thought was really, really cool. And um, you know what? I, I, I like when crowds interact, but it did feel a little bit like this crowd was starting to feel themselves a little too much i think during mm-hmm. this uh during this promo but that's just how good these guys are is the fact that they were able to just brush it off mm-hmm. and keep going really really cool stuff and i'm i'm excited about this edge's entrance by the way at mania i was very very yeah. happy with very um, cool uh and so as we uh continue on king rail says now weed is legal in wwe Howling before we see Riddle smoking on live, t- or how long? Yeah, how long? We see oh. Riddle smoking on live TV. Nah, it ain't gonna happen. As someone who used to be a cigarette smoker, let's put it that way. I thank goodness I gave that up. Um, let, let me put it to you this way: uh, Mr. McMahon does not like smoking. Let's put it that way. We used to we used to have to go out and hide, find hiding places, and didn't want Vince catching us smoking. <laughs> well, this is a. I think uh, Terry Runnels when she was Marlena. The gold dust she's come out with a cigar i think she told a story jimmy you can probably back this up to where vince would not let her light it in gorilla yeah he, she had to basically do it as she was going through the curtain because he mm-hmm. did not want that smoke yep absolutely and uh, uh, th- that's why we were all shocked how pat patterson was getting away with it those years speaking I mean, of i mean yeah. it also like even if it's even if it's allowed and the company mm-hmm. uh, you know it's not punishable by fine or suspension or even if it's illegal in a the state they're in mm-hmm. you know you if sponsors still you know you still have to adhere to what what's your what's your programming mm-hmm. you know i mean do you are you gonna you know you got snickers sponsoring all weekend for wrestlemania does i mean i, I know it might, i know it might seem like an easy layup let's show matt riddle yeah. smoking a bunch of weed and then he eats a bunch of snickers but i don't know if snickers is gonna go for it 
Yeah, and the other thing I found funny too was the street profits were wearing a shirt. Uh, what was it? We want the smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and they're you know going after Riddle and Rand. And never mind. <laughs> there was a. It was funny as we were in the stadium that you know they have the announcements going on, and uh, like one of them was like. Uh, 18th stadium is a smoke free facility. And I was like, "Uh Oh, street profits are in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, easy transition here. We're talking about smoking. We want the smoke street profits were up next. Uh, uh, they faced the alpha Academy and halfway through, they turned this into a tornado match Mm -hmm. and then commentary smartly said it's a Texas tornado match, uh, Mm -hmm. just cause they're in Texas, which made it sound like that's why it was happening, which was great. Mm -hmm. Um, I noticed, with, again, with all the stars in here, the crowd was chanting, we want Gable, which is just a bigger endorsement of how great he's been doing. But I thought this was really fun. Street Profits showed just how tough they are and got a big win. Justin Labar, I, Street Profits have to be the next to challenge for the titles, right? I mean, they're rising stars, but but so is Alpha Academy. You know, as as, excuse me, as in shambles as the women's tag division seems to be, as I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the men's have, you know, some, some real hope, you know, again, RK bro over mm-hmm. alpha Academy's over street profits are over. Um, like, you know, when was the last time you could say you had three tag teams that were like legitimately yeah. over and, and not all of them were faces. <laughs> so, um, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and Montez Ford, the guy's just, just yeah. a star mm-hmm. in phenomenal shape, electricity, just beaming off of him stud. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I have to imagine their their next stuff for those. And then uh, mm-hmm. I guess the only thing the division's missing is they need like a fourth because I think if Street Profits and RK Bro mm-hmm. go at it, then where does that leave Alpha Academy? So true. Um, but uh, that's a good problem to have when you have three that are so good. You need a mm-hmm. you know more people. But right. um, we get to the end of the show and it's the Bloodline uh, longest reigning, highest grossing, all the stats. Roman Reigns. And then Roman Reigns says, I'll tell you what's next on SmackDown. So the the announcement was that there's an announcement on Friday. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a letdown, I thought, to a show that was otherwise very entertaining. Uh, Stacey Ednock in the chat asks, "Were you guys expecting someone to come down and interrupt Roman's speech? Who do you think is next? The next threat to his titles?" Uh, Jimmy, let's start with you. Who do you think Uh, is that that next person? That's a very good question because uh, you look at it and you try to figure out who matches up well with with Roman and who's a big enough star to be on that level with him, especially with that new shirt. He has greatness on a different level mode. What what, what an awesome shirt. You know, it just fits his character so well. Um, You you know, you're thinking too soon for Cody. I would because, think, yeah, very much too soon for Cody. You don't want to go there. Well, who uh, knows? But yeah, I feel like yeah. that, I feel like that's a safe one. Yeah, let maybe, it marinate for a little. You know, maybe a Drew, maybe someone like a Drew. Uh, I don't know. It's it, it's a tough one for right now. But let, let's see what the announcement is on Friday because, like like we said, they left it kind of open and ambiguous. And like I like I mentioned earlier tonight, there is that rumor that, about his potential uh, issue injury. Um, Let's see where that leads. I mean, being open and ambiguous is fine, fine because it leaves you options. But like, I think give us something. And I think that you know, again, it's the reset. It's the night. It's the night after Mania. Anything's possible. I think you could have, you could have had that whole promo, which was great. You could have had a Cody just appear in an entranceway, a Randy Orton all of a sudden standing at the timekeeper's table, just taking a look. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe. Yeah, you know, um, 
you know, pick pick a couple other guys. It just could have mm-hmm. you know, Seth Rollins. Seth could have all of a sudden been, you know, you know, dancing and singing in the crowd. I think you could have mm-hmm. literally had any number of guys who you could make a case for being number one contenders, all just peering around the arena, it's essentially almost circling the hunted that is Roman Reigns. And it could have just gone off the air with that. And that buys you a whole other week of anything, but it just would have gave the fans something to think about. Like, oh, mm. what about this potential? Uh, it, but it was a very, you know, it was a very blah kind of ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually like that. I think that would have been cool showing a, a bunch so we could let our minds race who could it be. And, you know, and of course, the one who it is isn't the one that's shown, it's someone else. Right. But, uh, um, uh, Jody Shauna Jenkins in the chat says, I get the whole long reign angle for Roman, but. This isn't the 70s, 80s, or 90s. The news cycle is short, and I feel mm. it's time for Roman to drop it. I disagree. I love it. I feel like mm. I feel like it feels super important because it's been so long. But Jimmy, do you disagree? Or no, do you agree I, with me or, or Joe? No, I, see, long reigns work when it's on the right person. And it's it's not that uh Roman Reigns is not losing any steam in this. He's actually gaining momentum and getting, you know. People, I at least for me, getting more invested in 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 this incarnation of Roman Reigns. So having him with this long title reign will mean just that much more for the person who eventually takes it from him. Um, yeah. So we also have a few uh, questions. I guess maybe it might be alluding to it, but a lot of people are are wondering with Cody Rhodes, um, what is uh, what could be next for him? Actually, Brian Barry in the chat. This is actually. A little bit easier here. Uh, he challenge. Um, he challenges, assuming Roman. Uh, he challenges his cousin, The Rock, Friday. Do you guys think that's the next thing to happen, uh, Justin? Mm. I feel like that's what we're all waiting for. But do you think now's the time? That's what everybody wants to see. They will always subtly plant the seeds, and just by the very name, the bloodline, you're constantly planting the seed, mm-hmm. hoping that it sprouts and grows into the money making tree that you want. But um, until they get a hard, firm, nail-down confirmation of Dwayne's schedule and commitment that he can do it, maybe not even as far out as next year's maybe Mania. Maybe it's as soon as SummerSlam in July. But until they get that, they are not. I mean, look, if, 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 let me put it this way, Brian. If they were so sure, if they're so sure that they're going to have The Rock versus Roman Reigns on a certain date that they can start to promote, if they're so sure by this Friday, they would have been as sure yesterday and they would have had the rock show up mm-hmm. or they would have had a video package air tonight to close. Like they would have done something. Uh, so uh, until we get there and, and uh, that's the match they want to have inevitably, but it's just a matter of when right. can you do it? Yeah. He, Brian Barry also said in the chat earlier, you think Paul was hinting at a rock match with Roman with his promo, uh, Jimmy. Now this, mm-hmm. if they teased a rock match for mania next year, it wouldn't be the mm-hmm. first time they pitched a rock match a year in advance. No, absolutely not. And maybe they're not actually pitching the actual match for next year. Maybe, like Justin said, planting a seed that if it does come to fruition for next year, we can look back at this promo and say, see, they had it back then. Mm-hmm. Because it was left so ambiguous, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't like, oh, he means The Rock next year or whatever it is. Uh, Jarvis Sam Show in the chat says, was the blockbuster trade – or was the blockbuster talk shade for the rock? Justin, do you think there's a little bit of them? Maybe the deal isn't done, but they are kind of poking, poking at the rock to try to <clears throat> goad him into coming back. Maybe, but again, just like Jimmy said, it, it just say it. And then when you do have it, 
now you have a sound bite to cut up and you and you put in the video package. Yeah, so I I just I don't look baseball tonight. I don't they might not they might not know who Roman's next opponent is at WrestleMania Backlash. You know, they might be literally saying, "We'll tell you Friday because between now and then we got to figure it out." I mean, but right. uh, so in, again, in the meantime, just seed 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 seeds. Put some water out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray J's world in the chat asks, uh, "Who is Cody's next opponent?" Edge would outdo his feud with Jericho and AEW plus Bullet Club. Bud AJ Styles could use help. Um, Jimmy, I think I think right now Cody could do anything. I kind of feel like yeah. you'd want him to start with kind of a an e- quote unquote easy one again to get. I like the idea of mm-hmm. him getting momentum first. But what do you, yeah. if if you were the guy with the the pencil, who do you write in? No, I think uh, with all due respect, Edge and him would be awesome. But I think mm-hmm. again, too soon for that. To, that that is an eventual next step somewhere down the line. Not maybe the next step, but you know what I mean. Two or three steps down the line. Um, I'm okay with him still continuing with Seth Rollins because those two guys are both incredible in the ring and and also uh, on the mic getting you invested. So I don't have a problem with them continuing this rivalry where Seth Rollins tries to goad Cody into another match. And so maybe, maybe just stay with that for now. But as far as who after him, that's, that's a tough call. But at the same time, you know, Cody, Cody is good enough to make anybody work. Yeah. Uh, Justin, Brian Barry in the chat and to kind of piggyback on that had added, uh, what would you do with Cody's next win money in the bank? Question mark. Um, uh, it seems like Seth Rollins would be the way to go. Cause Seth Rollins could just say, Hey, I wasn't ready, <laughs> but, uh, um, do you see Cody Rhodes as the money in the bank winner? I think that's very possible, especially now that we know that his uh, motive is he wants the world title. So <clears throat> that would make a lot of sense mm-hmm. for sure. I, I like the idea of, of crazy old Seth with the money in the bank, though. That'd be funny to see him uh, dancing around with the with the briefcase while everything's going on. But of course, who knows? We'll see. I, the, I, um, then we also have uh, Kenny Williams in the chat. By the way, just says this one's for Jimmy. Big ups to ter- from Toronto. Oh, Kenny, thank you. Yeah, he's a. I guess he's a fellow Torontonian. I hope. Huh? Oh, well, yeah, from Toronto, so they're there now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jody Shauna Jenkins in the chat says, Jimmy, uh, Mitsu or Alana Miles? Ooh, tough call, but I'm, I'm going to go with Alana Miles. Uh, and Fernando Perez asks, Jimmy, how does it feel being blurred in WWE 2K22? Oh, well, uh, you know, some people might be, I've been told I have a great face for radio, so some people <laughs> might be okay with it. Uh, as for my face being blurred out, I understand why. I guess uh, I guess there's an issue with having to pay those that appear in the game. What does it mean? It's blurred. Um, I guess somebody sent it to me, and they said, you know, like it's it's the match that Ray had with uh, Eddie. Oh, uh, like were transitions from the video game mode to the actual match from I WrestleMania see. 21 in LA, and I was the referee for the match, and it's just a little, you know. I gotcha. That makes sense. Face. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought they meant like you're a character in the game with a blurred face. I was like, that's weird that you'd have a character in the game with a blurred face. Just I like, know. I, I wish they would have done that with, <laughs> with Tony Chimmel, but that would take a lot, a lot of blurring to get all those chins. Anyway. The, the, C, the CGI technology hasn't called up to Jimmy's face yet. Yeah, there you go. Um, but uh, Brian Barry adds in the chat, love Roman as champ, but his run through everybody, but just a ima- 
I love Roman as champ, but his run through everybody. Just imagine if Bray Joe Cross was still in WWE. I think there's still yeah. got a ton of people who could challenge him. Like I said, I think Randy Orton, I think AJ yeah. Styles is still uh, mm-hmm. viable. I think if Edge was to uh, make another run at it, it would work. Mm-hmm. I think I think you got a ton of people who could still challenge him. I think he's oh, yeah. uh, and WWE is sneaky good. And Seth Rollins is another challenger for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby Lashley, if he gets a win over Omos, I mm-hmm. think could could do it. They've got a lot of people. WWE can can heat people up quick if they need Did, to. Didn't Seth cash in on Roman? Yeah. At, did he? I can't remember. Was it Brock or Roman he cashed in on? I mean, it was their match, but I can't remember who had well, the Seth title. Ca- <clears throat> well, I remember Seth cashed in at Mania 31. Right. Who, which but one did, of them was but the didn't, but didn't Ambrose cash in on? Wasn't there Rollins versus Reigns and Ambrose cashed in on them? Oh, man. Oh, again, once again, too many ref bumps, so I'm like... <laughs> I'm, fog- I'm foggy. Maybe that's why my face was blurred out. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't blurred. It was foggy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Kenny Williams in the chat says best mania moments, all the stunners at Vince, uh, at Vince's one. Um, yeah, I, I, for me, I think my favorite was Vince taking off mm-hmm. the jacket and getting in mm-hmm. the, getting in the ring for oh, me. That was probably my most legitimate, like going nuts. Cause I never expected that in a million years. Um, but what about you guys? Any moments that stood out for you? Uh, for me, it was seeing Steve get actual physical and and go the length he did, and that's that that's just a testament to how much they had faith in Kevin Owens as well. So uh, that that really surprised me, and uh, very happy to see it too. And and the fact that he almost tipped that darn at uh, that uh, four wheeler a few times going around corners. So uh, good to I- see good to see Steve back and and doing what he loves to do yeah i mean i agree he's my favorite of all time so you know yeah i mean seeing him take a, a back suplex on the concrete out in the crowd oh. i winced a little bit but again trust there um mm-hmm. you know the atv is a nice touch because that's you know we've seen steve on tv riding around on those things on his ranch but it's also kind of a little, it's smart because the mania ramp is a hike so let's let the guy ride out to the ring so he's not blowing himself up trying to get all the way to the ring uh i thought that was a nice little uh touch mm-hmm I love that we all kind of knew something was going to happen. I actually, now that I look back on it, I love that they said it wasn't going to be a match. It was just going to be the KO show. Mm-hmm. And then he challenged into the match. It got where we all kind of expected anyways, but it was one of those things similar mm-hmm. to we all expected it to be Cody. But when it was Cody, we were like, I can't believe it's Cody. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I yeah. blew up when uh, Triple H came out. Love that. Too. Oh, oh. You, you talk about getting, uh, you know, that hit me right where I live, you know, with the boots in the ring and stuff like mm-hmm. that, it, you know, very traditional, very uh, sim- symbolic. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, just hope for the best for him health wise and, you know, uh, for his, him and his family. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, great to see him. Great WrestleMania. I, I enjoyed this raw again, the, the Roman thing at the end was a little bit like, eh. mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. uh, are they so? This is one title now, right? That's what I understand. They're unified. I, I, I it's kind of, again left ambiguous. They kind of left the door open on that one, where maybe he could defend the title separately or together or something like that, and maybe that's a way to uh, once again have separate brand champions, so to speak. We'll see. Uh, Brian Barry in the chat asks. Uh, so they got rid of the Elias character for this. I love the Elias character, but mm-hmm. I think this guy is talented enough to make this work. Whatever it is, I mean, we'll see. But uh, just actually want to ask you this, and you know more about him than I do. Um, so maybe you'll be able to illuminate me on this. But 
WWE is all about characters and these guys that you can see as the character right away, mm-hmm. as opposed to the guys who are just wrestlers. Visually, it looks like they did the exact opposite. It looks like they took this character and then turned him into a pro wrestler, as far as visually speaking. No, you're not wrong on the eye test. <clears throat> that is, it does seem like they went in kind of a backwards direction. Um, I don't know. You know, it, we had heard rumors supposedly that, you know, with, even with Elias with his old look that they tried to, you know, mix up his wardrobe and his appearance and su- supposedly maybe Vince said, no, he looks too much like Randy Savage, which, you know, he had a big full beard and I, you know, who knows? This is that it seems backwards, but it is a fresh coat of paint. So um, next Monday I might be poo-pooing it, but, but we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll give it a week to see. He might be challenging Roman Reigns. You don't know. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, exclusive News Insider in the chat says, I'm so comp- confused about this Veer thing. He's had matches in Raw prior to his debut, so how is this technically his debut? Uh Jimmy, I just shrug and go, eh, they're just bringing yeah. it back out. But you've been there. You've been in WWE. Is there more to that than just a, eh? No, it's pretty much it. It's a, uh, one of those situations where um, a certain segment of the population will remember that he had been on Robert at the same time. It's it, For them, it's a re-debut. And for others who don't remember him, <laughs> it, it is the debut. Uh, mm-hmm. But at least it's not uh, him just beating up some someone. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's it, this has been a, a pretty fun episode of Raw, I thought. Uh, kind of does it for us. I don't know if you guys have anything else you'd like to add. And anyone in the chat, let us know if you have any other additional comments you'd like us to discuss. But uh, uh, before we, we wind up, uh, Jimmy, any final thoughts on this episode of Raw? No, it was interesting. I thought I, I, uh, when I look back at it, I, there was stuff that I enjoyed. It was very promo heavy, and there were some good promos there. And I, I should have mentioned earlier that I actually liked Bobby's promo. Probably Bobby was actually pretty good on the mic, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, nice to see. And uh, you know, maybe Justin and I disagree with this a little bit, but uh, nice to see NXT get a a prime spot to hopefully get some people and get some more eyes on that product. Yeah. Uh, and then in, uh, Justin, before we get your final thoughts here, uh, M Neko one says, guys, any chance Roman drops the WWE title, making way for a tournament to crown a new WWE champion, or do you have a triple threat match like Jericho, Benoit and Angle had years ago for both belts? I think the triple threat would be the better way to go to try to, again, prevent from messing up the stat of Roman actually being pinned or submitted since December of 2019. The problem about him, it's still too, it seems like it's going to be two belts. They, they're using the term unifying, but there's still two <clears throat> physical straps. So the problem is if he goes and drops one of them, it immediately is devaluing that belt. Right. So I don't see how you could do that. And then in good conscience and good faith, I think that it's, you know, so mm-hmm. the best bet is I would, for as long as he can, have him on both shows. Let him have two different programs. And he has the Usos around him. So, you you know, like, so again, if a Randy Orton wanted to step on a, step up on a Monday and try to challenge for one of those titles to Roman, Roman can, you know, oh, you got to get through Usos, and then Usos got to beat RK Bro. Like, you can do some things to buy some weeks, you know, and to keep Roman, you know, his distance from Randy. And then whoever you have him with on Friday, kind of same thing. So I think buy a little time to get you into the summer if possible. Mm-hmm get your biggest ratings needle mover 
Roman Reigns on both your shows. That's good for everybody's business. Mm-hmm. And then find a triple threat somewhere where you can let him vacate whichever vacate, but vacate by, yeah. by dropping it, whichever title, but dr- just dropping it because he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't want to carry around the weight of two yeah. pieces of gold. Bad move. Yeah. It, it also kind of makes the whole point of the WrestleMania match silly. If you just drop one of them right after anyways, mm-hmm. I was like, well, exactly. it'd be like, what was the point of right. all that? Um, Brian Barry in the chat, uh, Justin asks, Justin, what's with this Kimberly accusing one of the members of MSK of beating her? Um, I don't know anything. <clears throat> I haven't heard uh, anything about that. Um, yeah, I, I saw the post. I'm not going to touch it because I don't, there's way yeah. too much more to it. I'm not going to, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely something you don't want to speak on if you don't have details. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, Justin, uh, and now as we wrap up, any final thoughts on this, this week's, uh, rock? No, I mean, it was a great first hour. Move fast. A lot of things to talk about, as we said, you know, kind of the talking points and headlines kind of died down, especially towards the end with the Roman mm-hmm. Reigns uh, non-announcement announcement. <laughs> but I think I think it's probably because the situation with Roman Reigns is probably the same as what it is with who's Cody's next opponent, mm-hmm. with who's RK Bro's next opponent. I think there's probably a couple ideas in pencil, but I, I legit probably think they have some ideas, but they wanted to see who got over at Mania. For all we know, Pat McAfee might be challenging. I mean, for how well that went. So I think mm-hmm. there's going to be a, a lot of decision-making going on at Titan Towers this week about where we go on over the next 30 to 60 days based upon who's healthy uh, mm-hmm. and who showed up at the most stupendous WrestleMania. Well, yeah. you know, I think the person that needs to challenge him is the guy that got the biggest win of the night, and that's Vince McMahon. I was joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, then I guess that does it for us. Uh, we will see you guys tomorrow. There is a NXT after show here on Wrestling mm-hmm. Inc. Then on Wednesday, there's the, the AEW Dynamite after show on Wrestling Inc. Then there is the Pro Wrestling and Pop Culture after show, not after show, mm-hmm. just show on Thursday on Wrestling Inc. And then Friday's the doubleheader SmackDown and uh, Rampage after show on Wrestling Inc. And then on Saturday, we rest. Yeah. <laughs> we finally breathe. We finally breathe. Well, you guys do, but that's all right. right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so make sure to check out all of those. Follow at Wrestling Inc. on social media. Uh, follow at Jimmy Corderas on social mm-hmm. media. Follow at Justin Labar on social media. Follow at Real Jack Farmer on social media. That does it for us. And we'll see you guys tomorrow for the NXT After Show review show. Good night. Cheer- cheers from Triple J.